Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transform Aisha's podcast. And this is actually the next part of the summary. So we actually talked about last in chapter 14. One thing that I would mention, like I was mentioning at the end of the last episode, was that Saul also looked at other people's sins and not his own. I believe it was impulsive and not wise for Saul to make that oath of the Israelites not being able to eat. And by the time they actually ate, they... Um, they actually have food with blood in it, which was a sin against God. I do believe that the Israelites, I do absolutely love that the Israelites were obedient and surrendered to the advice given, even though they probably felt like it was not great advice and it causes stress for them. And that's why for me as believers, I need to respect my spiritual leaders as long as it's commanded from God's word. And even if it may not even make sense to me to just have that blind faith to trust that God is seeing that, wow, I'm being respectful to my leaders, I'm respecting them, and I'm denying myself, picking up the cross, and following God daily, you know, and that's why I really believe it's so crucial, and like really choosing a church that really honors God, but that's a whole different podcast episode for another time. Anyway, chapter 15 is a really sad chapter for Saul. God commanded them God commanded that all of the Amalekites, um, one second. Yes, God commanded that all the Amalekites be punished and for everyone to be destroyed, verses 1 through th- 3. Saul attacked the Amalekites, but did the following. But Saul and his army spared air guard, and the best of the sheep and the cattle, the fat of the calves, or grown bulls, the meaning of the Hebrew for his face is uncertain, and lambs and everything that was good. These, they were willing, unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed, end quote. And that was verse 9. God had the following response in verses 10 and 11. Verse 10, then the word of the Lord came and said that he regret making Saul king because he turned away from me and not carried out my instructions, end quote. Samuel was angry, and he cried out to the Lord all night. End quote. Saul was confronted, and he made the following excuses. Verses 13 to 16. Samuel, oh yes. When Samuel reached out to him, Saul said, The Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, what then is this beating sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of the cattle that I hear? Samuel answered, The soldiers brought them from the Amalekites. They speared the best of the sheep and the cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God, but we destroy, totally destroyed the rest. Saul was told, Enough, Samuel said to Samuel. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Verse 19. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and did the evil of the eyes of the Lord? Saul continued to justify himself in verse 20. But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went to the mission the Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agad the king. Verse 21. The soldiers took the sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord, your God, I giggle. Samuel responded to the following. 
Verse 22, but Samuel replied, Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. End quote. Sam, Saul and Samuel exchanged the following words. Verse 24, Then the, Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned. I violated the Lord's command and your instructions. I was afraid of the man, so I other men, so I gave in to them. Verse 25, I beg you, forgive my sin and come back to me so I may worship the Lord. But Samuel said to him, I will not go back with you. You have rejected the word, word of the Lord, and the Lord has rejected you king over Israel. End quote. I absolutely love when Samuel mentioned this about God. Verse 29, he who is the glory of the Lord, a glory of Israel does not lie or change his mind, for he is not a human being that he should change his mind, end quote. It was really sad that, you know, Saul actually said, you know, um, let's backtrack a little bit. When he goes here and he actually says in verse 15, Samuel answered, the, the soldiers brought by the Amalekites, they captured the best, best of sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord, your God. But we totally destroyed the best. Saul was so far gone that he started to say, the Lord, your God. He didn't say, the Lord, my God. And that's what happens when we get enslaved into sin, is that it just completely blinds you from the amount of distance between you and God. But anyway, Saul couldn't compromise his relationship with God, even though it hurt him. Saul's sins really hurt God as well. Verse 35, until the day Samuel died, he did not go to see Saul again. Though Saul, Samuel mourned from him, and the Lord regretted that he made Saul king over Israel. End quote. It was a really hard story to read because I cannot take the best things that God told me to remove. Even though... It looks good or sounds good or feels right. It doesn't matter. I must give it up if God told me to give it up. And when Saul was confronted, he made excuses and was blinded by his mistakes. And it seemed like Saul cared so much about his kingdom instead of fighting for his relationship with God. And because of that, Saul lost his kingdom, his relationship with God, and his relationship with Samuel. It was a deeply sad story because I relate to this so much when I was in my addiction. I am so grateful that God saved me from it, and I do not want to go back to it. I am so grateful. I love how Samuel mentioned how Saul was small in his eyes, but then he became prideful. Verses 7, 12, through 12 and 17. That is why it's crucial to focus on how you end and not how you start. Saul started out really well, but finished badly. And it was even sad when Saul made a monument in his own honor in verse 12. In chapter 16, God commands Samuel to stop mourning for Saul because God rejected Saul to be his king. Verse 1. In addition, God sent Samuel to Jesse of Bethlehem to anoint one of his sons as king. Verse 1. It is okay to be afraid of something, but it's crucial to lean on God and godly people to move in fear to obey God. When Samuel is looking for a new king, God tells Samuel the following in verse 7. 
But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. End quote. God chose David, and the Spirit of God came powerfully on him. Verses 12 and 13. The Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and was replaced with an evil spirit instead. Verse 14. Saul's attendants wanted someone to play the liar when the evil spirit from God comes on him, comes on Saul because it will make him feel better. Verses 15 to 17. David was pointed out and Saul sent for David in verses 18 and 19. Saul liked David and made David become one of his armor bearers. Verse 21. Anytime the spirit of the Lord came on Saul, David played the liar and felt relieved. Verses 22 to 23. It reminds me of the times that I go to idols for comfort. They provide temporary relief that never lasts as long and is something that would never sustain me. I wish Saul would have repented and that he would went to God for his relief. He lost his kingdom, but Saul could have gained true relief and a great relationship with God. Chapter 17 is a famous story. It is the story of David and Goliath. Goliath made the following threats towards the Israelites. Verse 8, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out in line for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. Verse 9, If he's able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Verse 10, The Philistine said, that this day I defined the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. End quote. The Israelites and Saul responded in fear. Verse 11. Verse 16. For the 40 days the Philistine came for every morning and evening and took his stand. End quote. 40 days people did not act and it wasn't noted that they did not see God. It reminds me of the times I was trapped in fear. I cling to my addiction because I was trapped in fear. I did not set small, realistic, biblical boundaries with people because I was trapped in fear. I did not fight against certain sins because I was trapped in fear. God expects his believers to reach up to, reach up to him for God's strength, reach out to godly and biblical wise counsel, and reach within to move in fear while trusting and leaning on God. I love that David questions what would happen if, verse 26, David Ask the men standing near him, what will be done for this for the man who kills the Philistine and removes the disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Saul judged Daniel, David for saying that he cannot fight Goliath because he was a young man and Goliath has been a warrior since his youth. Verse 33. Saul and the Israelites looked at the circumstance for the answers god david looked at god and what he can do and what he has done in the past verse 36 your servant has killed both the lion and the bear this uncircumcised philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the living god verse 37 the lord rescue me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear and will rescue me from the hands of this philistine end quote saul said to david Go and the Lord be with you. Saul gives David gear, but he takes it off and moves and moves to glorify God. Verses 20, 38 to 40. Verse 
25. David said to the Philistine, You have come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the Lord of the guard, the, the guard of armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Verse 46. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give you the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God of Israel. Verse 47. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord says, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into the, our, our hands. End quote. David killed a Goliath, verses 50 to 51. I do not want to look at my circumstances past failures in the world's false common sense. I want to have that unmovable faith to believe that purity, singleness, and living for God is possible. Even with the persecution and heartache and issues, it is possible with God. I absolutely love David and Jonathan's friendship in chapter 18, verse, verse 1 through 4. After David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David, and he loved him as himself. Verse 2. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return home to his family. Verse 3. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Verse 4. David took off his robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his turmeric and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. End quote. I want to... I want... To love my brothers and sisters like that. I want to love even my enemies like that. Being willing to let go of everything so that people can meet God. Give, in, give up everything because God commands every disciple to do so. There was a celebration and as the women's dance, they sing. Verse 7. As they dance, they sing. Saul has slain thousands and David's tens of thousands. End quote. Saul was angry and displeased and kept a close eye on David. Verses nine, 8 and 9. Saul had an evil spirit, came forcibly, no, God had an evil spirit, came forcibly on Saul, from the, and also from the previous chapters, and he tried to pin David to the wall, and David eluded Saul twice, verses 10 through 11. Saul was afraid of David because God was with David and departed from Saul, verse 12. Saul saw how successfully David had because the Lord was with David, verses 14 to 15. The difference between David and Saul was that David lived for God and Saul didn't. It is apparent of how life is like without God and with and how it's like with God. Even when Samuel, even when Saul treated David badly, David was humble and kind to Saul when he gave his daughter to marriage, verses 18 to 21. Saul did that so that his daughter would become a snare to him. To become a snare to David, and that the hand of Philistines will be against him. Verses twenty one and twenty five. The plan backfired, and the following happened instead. Verses twenty eight through thirty. When Saul realized that the Lord was with David and that his daughter Micah loved David, Saul became still more afraid of him, and he remained his enemy for the rest of the days. Became his enemy the rest of his days. The Philistine commanders continued to go out to battle, and as often as they did, David, David met more success than the rest of Saul's officers, and his name became well known. End quote. Thank you so much for listening to Transform Aisha's podcast, and I hope you have a great day. There'll be more summaries in the book of Samuel to come. Thank you. Bye for now.